Fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, a lot on the plate this morning, a lot of on the plate, a lot of stuff to get done. Before we get rolling here, I want to, uh, I want to focus on something I think is, is critically important as we get in, because uh, we're kind of under a time crunch right here at the beginning of it. Spencer, if you, if you would, pull up for me number one, Bible, Bible Gateway, Bible Gateway number one. Friends, because I'm, the Lord's really impressed upon me the last couple of days, but really today, that... Uh, we don't, we don't understand that there's no, there's no real separation between the spirit realm and the natural realm. In fact, the Luciferians teach us as above, so beneath. I think that's what, the, that's what the devil worshipers teach us, right? That they understand that the spiritual realm impacts the natural realm. That these are not two different uh, disconnected things. There's a, there's a realm around us we can't see, an invisible realm. If you believe in de- demons, if you believe in angels, well, where are they? Well, they're in some, some realm that we can't see. And unfortunately, in much, much Christianity, we don't talk about it a whole lot, what that realm is, what that realm might be. But the reality of it is there is that realm. And who's in it? Demons, angels. We read throughout the Bible how they war against each other. And again, it's for control of the world. It's control of the world. And the church has taken it, and we've make it, made it so much about individual Christianity that we've lost our impact to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, and all power has been given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, teach them to observe all. It's a, it's a kingdom. It's a kingdom thing. It's a kingdom thing. And we don't realize that even the most minuscule of things that are going on in the world are purposeful in that kingdom purpose. Coach, that name makes it. Well, yes, yes, it does. Because it's done to distract you, pull you away or confuse you or entice you, whatever it might be to keep you away from that, that uh, vision, mission, whatever it is the Lord has for you to do. We're all here. And those of us who's received Christ, whether we want to admit it or not, we are part of an army. We've been conditioned to arm. We're commissioned officers in an army. In this battle for truth, justice, and the American way, as Superman would say. That, that's what it's about. Your life isn't about you. Your life's not about you. Your life's about expanding a kingdom. You're a dead man. You die to yourself. I want to, we got to get some stuff going. I, wanna, I pull up, you did, thank you. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10. Now, I, be, I, now I Paul, I'm going to try to connect this dot. Hang on, then we're going to pray. Now, Paul, I, Paul, beseech myself, beseech you by the meekness. By the way, meekness means control, power under control. That's meekness. So now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the power and control and gentleness of Christ, who in presence and mid base among you, being absent and bold towards you. But I beseech you that I be not bold when I'm present with that confidence, whereas I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. A lot of people don't like my, my brashness and my boldness. Paul says that's okay. Whether we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. Friends, if you don't get anything, get this, okay? Whether we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Our battle is not a fleshly battle. Here's where I'm taking you today. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Why are they not carnal? Because it's not a carnal battle. It's what they still don't understand with January 6th. When we went to January 6th and we're going to take our government back, we were talking about weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, spiritual weapons. But those weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What's a stronghold? Something you believe that you can't get out of your head. 
Something that was planted in your head that is not true as a stronghold, okay? And look how he connects this, casting down imaginations. Oh, I wish I had more time. What's in the, in the middle of imagination is the word, at the beginning of it is the word image, picture. Casting down things you see in your mind. Casting down images in your mind. Casting down things that you've come up with on your own. Casting down imaginations and every high thing. Why? Because it's in another realm. It's a high thing because it's in another realm. Casting down every high thing that exalts itself against what you know about God. You with me? The battle's in your mind to get you not to believe God, but to believe other things that are not true about God. Exalting itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what we're supposed to do. Take captive every thought, bring it into the obedience of Christ. Real quickly, Spencer, go to the Message Bible. Go to the Message Bible. This is, folks, this is, a, this is the war. It's going on all around us. It's manifesting in the natural, right? And now a personal but most urgent matter. I write in the gentle, the firm spirit of Christ. I hear that I'm being painted as a cringing wishy-washy when I'm with you, but harsh and demanding when it's safe distance. In other words, they're criticized all the time, okay? So he looks. He says in verse 3, the world is unprincipled. Hey, Betty, the world is unprincipled. It's a dog-eat-dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have, never will. And the tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for what? The demolishing that entire massive corrupt culture. Do you see that? Do you see that? What's our job? What's our tools for? Not for marketing, but they're for demolishing that entirely massively corrupt culture all around us. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience and maturity. Can somebody say, boom, boom? <laughs> Boom. 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 That's it there, folks. That is it. What's our what's our job? Clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. We are supposed to be cultivating this culture in which we live to pattern it after the rudiments, not of this world, but of Christ. That's that's Christ, that's Christianity. And we are so far away from that. So far away from it. We don't believe we should be taking dominion. Why? Because we can't even take captive our thoughts. We can't even bring our stinking thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We can't even do that. And we look around at what's going on, and we think our government, you think your government represents Christ? How can, we, how can a kingdom be divided? A kingdom divided against itself can't stand. How can this possibly be? So we're going to pray today again. Prayers against Biden's White House and the New World Order. Boy, I got, I'm so full of it today. So full of it today. Pull that up for me, if you would. I'm going to read the prayer. And then we're going to read Psalm 70. What do we got today? 73? No, no, no. We're going to read Psalm 73. And then... I'm going to read the prayer, all right? So we're going to use the word of God as the weapon today, Psalm 73. And who's going to read that for us today? Who's going to do it? Come on, come on, come on. I can. Who's that, Betty? Yeah, no, no, we want a new voice, Betty. Okay, support. I want somebody out there hiding that never says anything. Who's going to read it for us? Come on. Hey, George will do it. Go, George. Hey, George. Yeah. Hey, George. Why won't some of these other people come in and read it? Can't they read? I'm not the best reader, I can tell you that. 
Well, hang on. I want a good reader then. Somebody's a good reader. Come in here and read. Linda Hart, come on in here and read. Okay, let me uh, let me get back to it. What are we reading? Psalm seventy-three. Because okay. I'm on my phone and it's very. Smooth. Okay, find somebody that's not on their phone. Come on, who I'll is it? I'll read it, Coach. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. No, George, I don't want you. You become right. a star. Yeah. I'll There's read it. Unknown out there. I'll read it. Who's that? Glenn. Glenn. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll be to let you do that, Glenn. I want somebody tomorrow who's never done anything to read the poem. Go ahead, George. Go ahead, Glenn. I can't even get sure. you guys to play in the game. Let Truly. Betty do it. Let Betty do it. Let George do it. Go ahead, Glenn. Truly, God is good to Israel. Uh, who's he, Israel? We ought to ask ourselves that, shouldn't we? Go ahead. Even to such as are of clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Yeah. For I was envious as the foolish oh, when I saw goodness. the prosperity wait, of the wait, wicked. Wait a minute, Glenn. Envious at the foolish. I wanted to be like those idiots, huh? Huh? When I saw the prosperity, the way I want to be one of them. I want to be like them. That's what the church has become, by the way. Go ahead, Glenn. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. <laughs> Where are we here? Uh, they are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compasseth them about as a chain. Pride Violence. is a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have. Spencer, you're giving me a headache here, man. <laughs> Where are we? So uh, their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. We're talking about Congress here, folks. Talking about evil men in positions of authority. Why? Because we have been asleep at the switch, waiting for the rapture rather than occupying till he comes. Go ahead, Glenn. They are corrupt, and they speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, sure and do. their tongue walketh through the earth. Yes, sir. Therefore, his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out of them. Wow. And they say, how doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Mm. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Wow, Glenn, do you see, do you see what he's talking about? He's talking mm. about the people ruling over us here, folks, and we all want to be like them. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long I have been plagued and chastened, chastened every morning amen if i say i will speak thus behold i should offend against the generation of thy children wow 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 when who i thought judge, Glenn? Who are you when judge? i thought to know this it was too painful for me until, until i went until i went into the sanctuary of god sanctuary of god then understood i their end wait a minute glenn when he went into it, when he got in a relationship with the Lord, then he understand what's going on with them folks. Amen. End up. Surely thou didst see them in slippery places. Thou casted them, them down into destruction. How are they brought into the desolation? As in a moment, they are utterly consumed with terrors. Amen. Get them, Lord. As a dream when one waketh, with one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Boy, hey, Glenn, that's a thought, isn't it? That the Amen. Lord looks at you and despises you. That's what it says. Thou shalt Thus, despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant, I was at best before thee. I was a beast before thee. Yes, Nevertheless, sir. I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thank you, Lord. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to thy glory. Amen. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire beside thee. Amen. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart 
and my portion forever. Thank you, Lord. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Wow. But thou hast destroyed all of them that go whoring from thee. Woo-wee. Jesus loves everybody, I thought. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all thy works. Amen, 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 amen. Boy, that's a different view of God, isn't it? Huh? Amen. Rather than Santa Claus sitting on Grandpa's lap, huh? Mm? Oh, yeah. That means there has to be a remnant because there has to be someone to declare his works. There has to be someone to declare his works, right? Mm? Oh, yes, yeah. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Pull the prayer up. Pull the prayer up. Amen, amen. Uh, it's on the website. Prayers against Biden. Where? where uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you had it up there. I don't think it was a prayer, Coach. I think it's just we just referenced Luke 10. That's all. Okay. Not, not a prayer? We don't have a specific prayer. No. We're reading well, Lord, God's we just word. pray against that Biden White House now, Lord. We not, not only the Biden White House, Lord, we pray against the evil in our government, Lord. Whatever it be, whether it be Biden, whether it be Trump, whatever it is, Lord, there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. And Father, we pray right now that your righteousness would be exalted and that you would do whatever you have to do to bring Satan's kingdom down in America in D.C., around the globe, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing you captivity to the obedience of Christ. Two things real quick. Hey, hey listen. We're going to lose weight. Beginning January 1st, we're going to lose weight. You guys are going to, you guys are going to help us all get on a regimen here. We're going to lose weight. Gonna get all of you involved. We're gonna talk about that. I'm not ready to talk about it till Christmas is over and I eat all the stuff I shouldn't eat. And I'm gonna do it. And then yesterday we had the Brideon show. Maybe you can pull that up real quick, Spence. The Brideon show. I just I bring that up because man, we had some stars on the show yesterday. JR was on it, Betty was on it, Dave uh, uh Allison was on it. Uh forgetting one more. Who was with? Come on, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Jeff. Jeff Klein. Jeff Klein, we had a great, we had a great variety on the show yesterday. That'll be posted on our website. And I just appreciate all of you guys showing up and, and doing such a great job representing what it is that we're trying to do here. And uh, it's all good. 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 So uh, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual war, friends. It's a spiritual war. Take captive every thought. Bring that experience if you would. Go back to that. Uh, number one, and go to the message again. Again, I, folks, I don't. The message is not scripture. Okay, it's not scripture, but it gives us a real different view. Go to verse three. The world is unprincipled. Stop a minute. Would you guys agree with me that the world, that in particular, our government is unprincipled? Amen. Would you also agree with me that for the most part, oh, I hate to say this, our religious systems unprincipled? Would most of you agree with me? And whether 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 we whether we want to admit it or not, most people. Oh, I guess I hate to use the word most. I've never been in a I've never been in a conglomerate of pastors, pastors meetings, uh, denominational. I've never I've never been in that. But I, w- I would think that there's probably a lot of really selfish agendas that are hidden when uh, when uh, men come together. Would anybody disagree with that? Because the world's unprincipled. And men, unprincipled men, thinking they're advancing the kingdom of God, have a hard time doing it because they're advancing their own kingdom first. Now, they don't think it's bad. See, they don't see it as bad because why? They can't take captive every thought. They can't realize that they're doing that for selfish reasons. And they like to convince themselves that, you know, it's I'm doing it for the Lord once. And sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. Because the world's unprincipled, see. And it is dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. Are you guys looking at me? This applies in your own life. The world doesn't fight fair. And you're influenced by so many different things. And until you understand that the battle 
is spiritual and that there are those trying to influence you, not for good, but for evil, then, then we're not going to get it. And so we sit here and we cannot believe. I can't believe. Pick up your toes. I'm about to step on them. I can't believe that any Christian in America today would have any of their children ever in a government school. I, for the life of me, I can't. I can't. Mm. They say, well, coach, we can't. Amen. Afford it. Well, it's can't afford it. Well, there's your stinking thinking. You, who told you you can't afford it? Who told you you can't afford it? Well, you can't afford it because you're unprincipled. <laughs> oh, I love you all. No, I don't love you all. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Right? That we, that we say one thing out of our mouth and do something else with our actions. That's hypocrisy. That's, that's where we are. The world doesn't fight fair. Look. They want to steal your children, put them in school, force you to pay them to teach your kids demonic principles. Somebody give me an amen. Amen. And then what do we say? What do we say? Well, I got the coach, I can't, we can't afford it. We both have, both have to work. Well, folks, it's all connected. Why do you both have to work? Because they're freaking ripping you off with government taxes and all that. That's, at some point, we have to stand up and say, I don't care if it costs me my life. I ain't doing this anymore. I am not going to do this anymore. That's what principled people do. What did Martin Luther say? Here I stand, I can do no more. Here I stand, I can do no more. And the reality of it is modern Christianity does not teach one to be principled. Modern Christianity teaches us to compromise. Why? Because we've been taught that love compromises. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Love does not compromise. Oh, I could go there, boy, but the Holy Spirit's tuned inside me right now. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing and manipulation, but our tools are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. It's a great opportunity for somebody to say amen right there. Our amen. tools are for demolishing oh. that entirely massively corrupt culture. Which one? The one Satan is in control of. That one. The one that Jesus died on the cross to give us authority over all power given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Here you go. Go teach them to observe everything I've commanded you, and I'm going to be with you always, even to the end of the age. I'm giving you the tools for marketing, or I'm not giving you tools for marketing and manipulation, but for the demolishing of that entirely Massive corrupt culture. Amen. And we use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies. Anybody know any warped philosophies out there? Anybody know any? Yeah, yeah. Tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. Anybody see any of those barriers? Fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the brush, baby. <laughs> clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Now, time out a minute. When did you last hear that in your church? No. We're Never. supposed to love it. We're supposed to love everybody. We're supposed to tolerate everybody. We're supposed to accept everybody. But that would be good. That would, that would make you feel good. But see, that's the philosophies of men after the rudiments of the world. We just read Psalm 7. Was it Psalm 73? What God was going to do to these folks? What he's going to do to them? And that we're his representatives? You say, yeah, but coach, that's Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, I know. Jesus got, God got born again in the New Testament. And he came back and he's really, really nice. And he doesn't judge. and doesn't get angry. doesn't do anything like that. He, he's all nice now. And we look around and this world that Jesus Christ died on the cross to rescue, we are refusing to do the job. We're refusing to do it. We're refusing to do it. How do we get there? Well, we haven't been able to cast down imagination. Go back to, hey, Spencer, go back to King James. We haven't been able to cast down imaginations. Have we? Huh? 
Whether we walk in flesh, we don't war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds. And what are they? Casting down imaginations. Making the Bible say things it doesn't say. Believing things the Bible doesn't teach. Following rules that aren't really rules. Yeah. And every high thing. High thing. What would be a high thing? A high thing would be something in your imagination. A high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Look, see, because we don't have the knowledge of God, we don't recognize that's a high thing. We have churches that think it's okay. I, I I I can't even fathom it. We have churches that think it's okay for men to marry men. We have churches that think it's okay to have transgenders within the church. Folks, that's an imagination right there. (laughs) That's an imagination. That's for sure. Why? Because that's something that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Your imagination exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What what do you mean? Well, because you believe something that God's clearly against. And you go based on what you believe, not what God said about it. Because to follow what God says about it, well, that'd be mean and judgmental and all that stuff. Right? Yeah, the Pope just blessed, the Pope just blessed same-sex marriages yesterday. The Pope. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. But see, we can't do that. We can't bring every thought into the obedience of Christ because to do that means we have to change our behavior. We don't want to do that. We want everybody to feel good. I want to feel good. You feel good. Everybody. Pull up Roseanne Barr. I'm not a big Roseanne Barr fan. Can somebody explain to me why Roseanne Barr gets it and we don't? The rest of us don't get it. She's probably not a Christian. That's why she's willing to fight and stand up and speak the truth. I cannot believe that Roseanne Barr, Roseanne Barr, is more on top of it than the average man standing in the pulpit. Really? Well, you listen. You tell me. Go ahead. I just want to say that I'm just all in. I'm just all in, you know. I said, I'm all in, whatever, you know. You just let me know I'm all in, because I know if I ain't all in, they're going to put my ass in a gulag. If he loses, I know, you know, that what they're going to do, and I don't really want to go to a re-education camp and have to give all my money away to a bunch of losers that never know how to get a job. I don't I care about them. If we don't stop these horrible communists, do you hear me? I'm asking you to hear me. Stalinist! Communists! With a huge helping of Nazi fascists thrown in. Plus, wanting a caliphate. To replace every Christian democracy on earth now. Occupy, do you know that? I just want the truth. We deserve to hear the truth. That's what we want. We want the truth. We don't care which party is wrong. We know they're both nothing but crap. They're both on the take. They're both stealing us blind. We just want the truth about everything that we fought and died and suffered to protect. We want the truth.
because we deserve it. And we deserve to have an election with paper ballots. And with proper identification to prove that you are a citizen of this country. And that the public's money shall heretofore belong to the public. Huh? It shows you don't have to be oh, real smart to have this thing figured out, huh? Amen. Huh? She not. I don't even think she's a believer. She's Jewish, I believe, right? Can you imagine our, our Senate, our Congress? Who is going to do this? Who is going to stand up and say what she just said? We can't. Can I tell you why? Spencer, go back to what we just read, casting down imaginations and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. We as Christians do not do this nor demand this. We still got guys locked up in January, still in jail. Are the Republicans fighting to get them out? Is your pastor preaching on it? Is he? I'm telling you, it's just, it's, I, I, I don't even know where, I don't even know where to turn and what to say. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Brainwatching, it's going on. I'm looking over here because I got about 15 different things. Pull up number eight. Guys, have you guys seen the trailer to Barack Obama's that emissary from hell? Oh, yes, he is. He's an emissary from hell. Barack Obama got in positions of authority. And this is a trailer of his new movie. Huh? Oh, yeah. This is, this is Obama's movie. Huh? Muslim freak. Go ahead. Because my primary client works in the defense sector, I spent a lot of time studying the cost-benefit analysis of military campaigns. There was one program in particular that terrified my client the most. A simple three-stage maneuver that could topple a country's government from within. First stage was isolation. Disable their communication and transportation. Make the target as deaf, dumb, and paralyzed as possible. Setting them up for the second stage. Synchronized chaos. Terrorize them with covert attacks and misinformation. Overwhelming their defense capabilities, leaving their weapon systems vulnerable to extremists in their own military. Without a clear enemy or motive, people would start turning on each other. Done successfully, the third stage would happen on its own. What's the third stage? A coup d'etat. It's a war. Collapse. This program was considered the most cost-effective way to destabilize a country. Because if the target nation was dysfunctional enough, it would, in essence, do the work for you. Whoever started this wants us to finish it. Coup's already taking place, folks. Coup's already taking place. Yeah, put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. That's why he still lives in D.C. That's right, Craig. That's why he's still there. 
We don't understand philosophies of men, rudiments of the world, right? Huh? The rudiments of the world after the philosophies of men and the church having zero opposition to it. Zero op- uh, opposition. Zero. 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 Now, I'm going to tap on something here. It's going to make you nervous. Pull up number five. It's going to make you all nervous out there. Why do we continue? Hey, hey look. They're still arresting people for J6. Okay? They still are. It's been three years. They're still arresting guys for J6. And I don't live in fear. I, I don't live in fear because the Lord, Lord is my shepherd. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay? But the truth of the matter is, there's a devil loose. There's a devil loose, and the church does not understand it. The church thinks that somehow we're going to be evacuated before all the crap hits the fan. By the way, isn't there a seven-year tribulation period before we're taken? I'm not a theologian, but isn't that part of it? Isn't there a seven-year tribulation period? Are we in that seven-year tribulation period yet? Are we we in it yet? Is this stuff that's going on, uh, this seem really bad to you right now? Are you guys starving? Are, Are you starving? Not starving yet? Still got some money coming in? Still got food on the shelves? Huh? Well, those of you, you end timers, there's a seven-year tribulation period coming. At least three and a half years, if, if I understand it right. Somebody help me. Am I, am I right here? According Maybe. to the, huh? Three and a half years yeah. at least? Three and a half years yeah. at least? Are we there yet? Well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. And I came across this. Well, you're gonna, we're all going to have to ask ourselves this. How long are we going to continue to fund our own demise with made-up money? Made-up money. It ain't even real. And it's not even real. They tax you when you earn it. Then they tax you when you spend it. They tax you on your house. And they tax you when you die. They continue to take all of it away to do what? To fund their Luciferian agenda. Because, see, we don't understand this. We don't understand that this battle, this spiritual battle that's going on, is much of it is being controlled by finances. And they're just making up money, making it up, and putting you into bondage and captivity. And if you don't understand that if they do not bring down America, they will not be successful. They must bring down, I hate to tell you this, the Israel of God are those people who've been chosen by him who carry the name of Christ in their heart. That's the Israel of God, folks. And where is it most housed? Amen. But in good old U.S. of A. And where is the attack going? How come Barack Obama didn't go try to take over China? Why didn't he go to try to take over England? Why didn't he go and try to take over Russia? Why did that... Did that Luciferian Muslim freak come into the American political system? And who the hell put him in there? You see, you don't get it, see? Because you're not understanding that this is a spiritual war. We are, we are living a natural life in a spiritual battle. It's, it's all. Amen, Coach. He, he was a, look, are you looking at me? He was a Luciferian plant. He was a Luciferian plant. And when he got in there, what did he do? He put all of his Luciferian plant friends in positions of authority. They're deeply embedded in the American government. Now, hang on a minute. When was Barack Obama president? Can somebody help me out here? When was he president? When did he leave office? Does anybody know? Come on, help me out. 2008, 2016. He he left in 2016? But he's still there. Well, somebody help me out, though. Isn't that, uh, what? Is that eight years ago? Eight years ago? And so now we're just seeing the fruit of what he did. It's taken a decade to go. We don't understand it. And we go to J6, we go and we try to stand up against the forces of darkness. And they arrest us. They arrest us and throw us in jail. Why? Because the ones who showed up were light bearers. You understand this? They were the Christian light bearers that showed up at Washington, D.C. And Washington, D.C. says, we don't want any of that. We don't want any of that here. And then the churches, 
Closed down because they told you to put on a mask. Yes, master. Yes, master. Oh, boy. Coach, they coach, you're on it today. I know damn well I'm on it today. I'm on, huh? Oh, yeah. And you think you're going to be safe and you're going to remain safe by being silent? You really think that? Tell me. You really think that? You're going to keep your mouth shut and hide and it's going to, ain't going to get you. Boogeyman ain't going to get you. Hide under your bed. Closet Christian. Go in your closet, prayer closet, and pray. Pray somebody else goes and lays down their life. Is that what you're playing? <clears throat> Play this clip real quick. I'm going to open it up here. I'm on a rant. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm on a rant. You need to hear it. Play this clip. You look at Title 26 of the United States Code. That's the Internal Revenue Service Code. You guys want to learn something about taxes for a second? In Title 26 of the United States Code, it says no part of this title, not its headings, nor its body, nor its footnotes, nor its definitions, shall be construed as law. Wait, it's... <laughs> Did you hear what I said? All right, I'll say it again. In Title 26, it says no part of this title, not its headings, nor its body, nor its footnotes, nor its definitions shall be construed as law. That's the IRS code. So none of it's it sure is. They send you a letter and you comply. They, you, they say you must fill out this 1040 form and you believe them and you sign it and you send it in. Thanks for the gift. <laughs> Read the books written by former heads of the IRS. It's funny. In every book written by every former head of the IRS, and every one of them writes a book, you can buy them at Barnes and Nobles, okay? They say, we're not really sure why anyone pays the income or wage tax. Because what was a 1040? Abraham Lincoln put the 1040 bonds made them available during the Civil War so that people could support the troops, support the war efforts, and gift money to the government to fund the war. And we just never quit gifting. Yeah, rather than borrow it. So we just never quit gifting. I talked about this yesterday, but you, it's okay. You notify the IRS through a Form 56 of what you are, your status. Under Title 26 of the IRS. Okay, you can pull that off there. Look, I'm not telling you not to pay your taxes. Have we been scammed on this thing too? Huh? We've been scammed on this? Are we funding our own demise? Folks, we got to come to the realization of all this. They print Monday. They print it out of thin air. And then steal more from you to what we call taxation, Right? That's a good gig, isn't it? That's a good gig. Roger, come on in. Dave, the, the taxation is unbelievable. Um, I'm hoping that those of us that listen regularly understand that there's others that listen regularly that may be a little short this holiday season for various reasons. One is the taxation of, of us. And if there's any needs in the queue for the holiday season, Christmas season, be it a toy for a kid or food on the table. I would hope that we as a queue could respond to that. And Dave, I'm just asking if, if there are people out there that are in financial straits and some needs, if they were to contact you anonymously or otherwise, and you would let us know, and we in the queue that may have a few nickels to rub together, but assist them because we are taxed to death. It's close to half of the money you earn goes to support something most likely we don't approve of. Something un-American, Roger. Something un-American. Right? Absolutely. So this holiday season, this Christmas season, if there's those on the queue, please contact Dave. Do not be fearful. Do not be ashamed. Right. I'm not going to say we're a church because Dave doesn't want us to be a church, but we're a body of fellowship believers, like-minded, who love one another. And if there is a need, let Dave know. And Dave, I'm not asking you to take care of it, but we in the queue through your words could Amen. take care of it. And uh, 
I want to encourage people. I know there are some that might need a little boost this week. And uh, whether we believe in Christmas or we're not, I'm just get all past all that. But this Amen. week, those that have a need, let Dave know so that we can respond quickly to meet that need. Thank you, Dave. Amen. Thank you, Roger. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm going to switch gears here in a second. Uh, I'm sorry for that rant, but it, no, I'm not sorry for it. Uh, we're slaves, folks. Christ set us free and we're slaves. Martin Luther, here I stand. I can do no more. Myra. Yes, coach. Thank you. Uh, considered, considering a spiritual war, it is written, praise the Lord, Second Peter 3, 16 through 18. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Ye, therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if Jesus Christ were walking the earth today and the IRS called him and said, listen, we need your money. We got we to gotta fund wars across the world. We got to kill babies. We have to cut off young kids' dingers. How many of you think he would say, oh, sure. Where do I, where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? Well, we're his representatives, folks. We're his representatives. I'm going to show you a video. Hang on, Jim. I'm going to show you a video I showed you yesterday. Because I want you to understand, uh, don't fear the reaper, right? Point number seven. I showed this yesterday. This was a video somebody, somewhere, put together about us. And this is all taken out of context, made up. I'm going to say this again for the FBI, who I know is, are watching. And you can show this exculpatory evidence at the trial. We are talking about a spiritual war. We're to talking about rising up in the spirit. We're talking about our weapons of warfare being not carnal, but spiritual weapons, prayer, fasting, obedience, sacrifice. That's what our weapons are. And folks, I understand right now that the enemy, the devil, like a roaring lion, is roaring about seeking whom he may devour. I want to give you fair warning. If you're watching this right now, they might be watching you. By the way, they are anyway. They are anyway. And dare I say it, our new authority in the House of Representatives had the chance to stop, to cancel basically the results of the Patriot Act, right? So that it couldn't infringe on your rights, and they passed it through. The House passed it through. So I'm going to show you this again. It's two minutes and 20 seconds. Somebody spent a lot of time putting this together to make us look like something we are not. Go ahead. What if 200,000 people said they had enough and decided they were going to storm the Capitol? Building? What's the purpose of these gates right here? What's the purpose of these gates? It's to keep you away from our house. The Coshocton County Church has been picketing a Warsaw strip club for years. And today, employees of the club took the fight to the church. Pastor Bill Dunphy makes no secret of his intentions. We will take that building! Today is the day that it changes in America. Yes. We're the Oath Keepers. Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers. Let's rise up now. Oath Keepers, you are here. I used to be part of three digits back in 1990 with Flexi. My career with the CIA. I was Pause us a, a second. Pause us a second. Do you have any idea how much time somebody spent putting this together? 
going back and finding video from 2014, 2000. Do you have any idea, folks? Do you have any idea how committed the enemy is? Go ahead. Defense firm that did legal intercept and data retention. If the FBI doesn't know who I am, somebody's dropped the ball. How many people here are federal informants or infiltrators? If I went even into a place that was off limits, I would have lost my secret clerk. I was attached to the Defense Intelligence Agency. For several years, federal authorities have kept a close eye on anti-abortion activist John Brockhoff. John Brockhoff, I call him the mad bomb. You want fellowship? You feel isolated? Uh, I think we're going to be going in there. Good. Crash That's, Congress. This guy's calling for a 500,000 armed man march to Washington. We're going to start moving around the country on January 2nd and 3rd to D.C. armed in large groups. They should have surrounded the Capitol. Hang on, hang on. Hey, FBI, nobody brought arms to Washington, D.C. Nobody did. Go ahead. No 500 this morning. We have people inside. That's right. Breach the chambers, guys. Breach the chambers. These are now our official new team uniform. I have a top secret clearance. I was there at the march on January 6th, and it was the most patriotic thing I've ever done. Well, damn right, we're trying to take over the government. Some of those agitators could have been uh, three-letter agencies of the U.S. government stirring up the crowd. Come on down! Come on down! So when the FBI called Pastor Bill, they said, we have watched hours of your video. People videoed him for four hours preaching. He, they said, we've watched hours of your video. He said, you're good. The Secret Service comes again and the FBI comes again. I want them to know who they're looking for. <laughs> There you are, folks. Huh? Huh? Because, see, we don't understand. I'm, I'm trying to give you fair warning today. We don't understand. All right? This is a spiritual war. A spiritual war. Say it again. It's a spiritual war. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We don't use guns and bombs and bullets and fire and tanks like Antifa. We don't, do, we don't use that. They use that. They lock us up when they're the ones who should be locked up. But why? Hmm. You tell me. Jeff Klein, come on in, Jeff. Well, I'm all over the place today. I'm telling you some truth. Go ahead. Thanks for what you shared this morning because tomorrow at 1 o'clock, I have an appointment with new superintendent, supposed to be a good Christian man. So I'm going in bar. I had a great conversation with him yesterday. had prayer with him before I got off the phone and told him why I'm coming. So, and I didn't tell him this, but I'm going to ask that every, because now there was a big thing on Newsmax just this morning, about 5 a.m. on Owen Tangy schools and the corruption in there. It showed it. It is ugly. So I'm going to ask him. I said, listen, will you do me a favor? I'm not going to ask, do me a favor. I need this done. I want him and the principals, the elementary, the middle school, and the high school, all them principals, to walk through every room in the school. Amen. And if Amen. I can, let me walk with them, a couple of us. You know what I mean? Yep. Let's see what's in every classroom. You say it's not there. I say it's there. Let's find out. Amen, Jeff. Find Amen. out. Amen. 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 They lied to us, man. Lied to us. We're supposed to cast down those imaginations and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it all in captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to pay for it and tolerate it and promote it. Randy. Coach, do we have time to read Exodus uh, 14, 10 through 14? I'm sure we do. Exodus I think 14, I think yes. Look, I got so much stuff I didn't even get to yet. I coach, read Bobby's letter. I'll get to it. Go ahead. Let's Exodus. coach. This is this is light. This is light on what you've been saying right here. Uh, this is where we're at. It, it is a Red Sea moment, but we have to understand one of two things. We either got led out there to be staked out and and to be to be uh, killed or whatever, or God took us out there to set a precedent, to do something. And I believe he did, Coach. And this is the example. This is what he did right here. This is where we're at. We're one of these, we're out here whining and crying what we're going to do or we're going to say God is going to fight for us today. Now read this, read this. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel, that'd be us, that'd be us. Pharaoh would be the government, the us. 
So when the President Obama drew near, the people of the church lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid. And the church cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there weren't any graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die out here in this wilderness? Why hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Scroll down. Is not this the word that we tell, tell thee in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he will show you today for the Egyptians, for the Luciferians running the American government, whom you have seen today, you shall see them again, no more forever, for the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Amen. See, holding your peace doesn't mean sit around and twiddle your thumbs. It means don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Lord's fighting for you. Don't be afraid. Keep pushing forward. Don't give up. Don't give in. So, Coach, the question is, which which one are we're all those God's people? But which which side are we on? Do we want to go back into the bondage which we come out of? A lot of us do, Coach. I'm sorry to say it. Or do we see the moment that God has set up in in history and see it and see that if we will just stay out of God's way now, He's brought us out here. He took us to D.C. He set a precedent. They didn't set their precedent. God set His precedent, Coach. He's the one that's going to take them down, and that we're going to see those Luciferians no more. Now, either we believe it or we don't, Coach. I, I believe it. I Coach. believe it. <laughs> I, believe I believe it, it right? Huh? And by the way, there's always been casualties in war, folks. Always been casualties in war. And I saw this yesterday. Blew me away. Did you know that there have been more casualties in COVID? than all of the American wars ever fought. Did you guys know that? Without a shot fired. Without a shot fired. More people died from the government attack of COVID than of all the wars ever. Amen. Casualties. Casualties. Right? So when we come to the realization of what it is that we're dealing with, when we finally shake our head and realize that they are the enemy. That's the enemy. Why do they want to lock up Bill Dunphy? Why do they want to lock up all those guys in J6ers? Why do they want to do that? Well, they know why. Because if those guys get out, start preaching the truth, quit hiding, they get out there and begin to stand up for the truth and speak the truth and require the truth and demand the truth, they know they can't stand because their entire system is based on lies. So we're kind of at a crossroads here, friends. We're kind of at a crossroads. What are we going to do? Dale, go ahead. Hallelujah, Coach. I sent a link yesterday. I know you can't do it today, but it ends in the ending of your show is that we are winning. It was one of the guys that not only won because of the D.C. cops lied, he won a, a, a huge uh, dollar lawsuit. I don't know what it is, but Coach, this stuff is coming down, but we saw the Supreme Court wanting to hear that case about these false lockups, and this this guy win. This begins to set precedent for the J6ers. We're going to start seeing the house fall. We're just a little late to the battle, baby. Just hold on. Reinforcements are coming. We're just a little bit late to this battle. And, folks, and Coach, this is the second revolutionary. If you go back and you know history of America, 
We almost lost the Revolutionary War. It was a miracle and a providence of God that interceded on our behalf when the people cried out and we won that battle. Amen. So, Dale, I'm asking right now, I'm going to read this to you. I won't bring it up on the screen. I'm just going to read it to you. Isaiah 50. Well, maybe you have time to get it up there. 50, Isaiah 58. This is the battle cry today. Isaiah 58. Cry loud. Spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet. And show my people their transgressions in the house of Jacob their sins. Who are you to judge? See you tomorrow.